0: one is a cult classic that deals with the clashing of a pre-christian society with a post-christian one the other is nick cage at his cage <laughs> <mama's night laughs> the wicker man they remade it
1: beneath the moon's unclouded light i held a while to Annie. the time went by with careless heed till tween the late and early With small persuasion she agreed to see me through the barley. Corn rigs and barley rigs and corn rigs are bonny. I'll not forget that happy night among...
0: Hi and welcome back to another episode of They Remade It. I'm your host Stuart, and I'm your host Jacob. And just coming back at it after a bit of a hiatus, I recognize that you had some uh, internet issues. Shit, shit, shit! Internet issues <laughs> following a, a
2: massive storm. My internet was knocked. Not just mine, but like my anyone under that provider in this entire area was just disconnected for three
0: days. Wow,
2: <laughs> and I don't have good cell service at my house, so. Yeesh.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you have been slowly drawn back out of the Stone Age.
2: Yes, it's it's unfortunate we had to push back the recording, but it's all right. I got the chance to see another thing at the theaters that I can now talk about. Otherwise, I would have had to wait till next recording. But that's cool. the only upside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't. I. I even told myself as things kind of open back up, I try to go back to the theater more often on my own. But just every time things start kind of getting a bit better, I see how things get infinitely worse again out there. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've wanted to see Pig, like the Nick Cage movie. I, which is like, you know, apt, I do too. <laughs> I really, because like I saw it at first. I was like, God, this looks absurd and I'm going to love it. And then I saw all the reviews coming, in and it's actually like apparently fantastic. And I'm like, oh. Okay, cool. I'll probably get shit
2: for this from someone but like that most of them are like B-movie trash, whatever, but I think that the past five years of Nick Cage movies are better than the vast majority of work that he's just done over the years, including what we're going to talk about today. Not to get too into that, but like yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I, Maybe just he's desperate for money since he wastes it all, so he's we talked about this when I watched Willy's Wonderland, but he's just like, sure, I'll do anything. Just fuck it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great. I um, I kind of agree. Like, I think there's highlights throughout his career, but I think yeah, I, I've seen that the phrase Nick Cage Renaissance thrown around a lot lately, and I think I think it applies. I yeah, <laughs> it's apt. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. On that note, I'll let you go and go first for stuff you've been watching because mine, I guess, sort of leads into what I well. Oh okay, uh, well, uh, I don't know. It's whatever. You go ahead and go first. <laughs> did, did you go? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So a
2: couple of things. I so so for an episode of a podcast, I specifically wanted to watch. I had no reason to do so, but I did it anyways. I rewatched uh the Happy Time Murders just so I could like remember it for the discussion. Uh huh. It's still bad, just as bad as it was the first time around. I just, cool. I, I don't understand, I don't understand the thought process behind it, yet I also do at the same time.
0: Uh, I mean, like, I've, I've known you to be a man of complex tastes and everything, so I can understand that statement. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, I, and that's not to say that I, lo- I don't know, It, it it's, it's of the
2: same vein of what if this, but raunchy. Whereas, like, you know, like, adult Muppets, forgetting the fact that the Muppets are already adult, it's just... Well, this is adult in the sense that everyone's fucking and doing drugs and spraying silly string cum everywhere, and it's, like, just... just, It's nonsense. Bad movie.
0: Yeah. I just... Yeah. I really don't get the fascination with guys to do this sort of shit.
2: Yeah, I just... I mean, they keep making them, so it's it's one of those things where there has to be people seeing them, but I also feel like that movie specifically bombed, and I don't know if Brian Brian Henson has done anything
0: after that, so he might have been blacklisted for, for I the mean, industry, I don't know. but Honestly, it takes like <laughs> it takes a lot to get blacklisted in the movie industry these days, so I wouldn't be surprised if he weren't. I mean like, me too. I, I guess it's
2: just ignorance on the fact that I don't know what else he's done and also it was it was already a script. I know for a fact it was a script that was blacklisted for a number of years like it was written like 8 years before it started being made or something like that. So mm. I it feels like a situation where you're on thin fucking ice, Brian.
0: <laughs> I like I kind of defend that ultimately any story concept or any script to to an, as an extension can be made to be good it, with like you know proper direction and editing and you know actors and whatnot, but it's hard, and especially considering the concept, I really don't think it would have been that easy or even worth doing in the first place. Ex- exactly,
2: especially since like it came at a time when we were on such a lull for. Well, I guess no, because the, the Muppet reboot came out in 2011, so I guess we were just on the high of Muppets, which is probably what prompted the script not being blacklisted
0: anymore now that I think about it. Yeah.
2: It's, like, it's a repressan- no. renaissance for
0: puppets. I mean, if, yeah, if this is the renaissance, that bit's the Black Plague. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> it's it's over, re- it's over now. Okay, cool. Also, I don't <laughs> think that timeline lines up. But whatever. <laughs> eh, who cares?
2: That ABC it's, Muppet sitcom helped kill it too, so
0: Yeah. Which I I, oh, well. I, I still defend, but it it did I not was, have the views. I was never into Muppets to begin with, and to this day still don't really get the hype. But yep. I don't I don't diss others for liking it, it's just not for me. Yep. No, I get that. Which I got, I wish that was just more folks folks' mindset. <laughs> yeah. I've been realizing more and more as I've just gotten to terms with just how I am as a person and how I think. So much of my thinking, I'm just like, man, I'm a pretty straightforward, objective guy. I, I feel like this should be applied to a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, just don't be a dick. <laughs> I mean, it se-
2: I think a lot of people get upset with that because they think you're saying there can't be discourse which is not the statement that's being said it's just
0: yeah if anything it's the exact opposite i'm hoping for discourse that just doesn't involve people stabbing each other
2: yeah exactly it's 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 a matter of you know i want to find out why you like this thing and i want you to understand why i don't like it yeah yeah basic human understanding but ain't it funny to get angry though I mean, and again, again, I
0: guess I just don't relate to that part of humanity, I guess. I'm just like, every time I get angry, I just get tired and, like, upset. And I'm just like, man, I just I want to lay down now. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a few things wrong with me. <laughs> I mean, there definitely is, you know, ADHD, depressive disorder, yada, yada. But, you know, like other stuff.
2: <laughs> Thank
0: you. Happy time, Murders. <laughs> for, for. for bringing my... <laughs> Impending mental implosion into the into the mix of things. Prompting all this, yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, besides that, I, I wrote down
2: it's funny because I wrote it down as soon as I watched it, just so I'm like, oh I could talk about this, but I remember next to nothing about it. Um, no escape room, which I just came across on Amazon Prime, I guess. It's just, you know, an escape room themed horror movie. And it's it's weird because I think they started making it because they got the news that that big budget escape room horror movie came out, which I liked, and I remember discussing on the podcast when I watched it. Um, So they were like, oh, we got to make one of those, and fast. Maybe that wasn't the case, but it could have been the case. Uh, But it came out before the big budget one, too, so it technically beat them to the punch as well. I've seen a couple of those like that, it feels like. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, there's unfortunately not too much to say on that, other than it's it's kind of bland, it turns more into a haunted house movie than it is an escape room movie, which, eh, there's, there's, there's like no puzzle, it doesn't feel like it has to have that gimmick behind it, whereas the big budget theatrical escape room movie, like, was entirely reliant on different rooms with different themes having puzzles you had to solve,
0: and... Yeah, you know, it's like it, actual escape rooms. <laughs>
2: exactly, it, it put itself into it more, and and it has one of those open-ended BS endings, which you can do well,
0: but it it, it just felt. Forced. It is. So, I should note, it is getting a sequel.
2: Oh yeah, the big budget one is yeah.
0: I've seen the yeah, poster big, for it. Every oh time oh, you're I saying you're it. saying that the the other one it had one of those open ended ones.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean the theatrical one did too, but it fit with the narrative of the story. And it felt yeah. like it was progressing somewhere, whereas this one didn't, because, you know, it's not meant to be anything more than what it is. Which, again, that can be done well. It just, I... Again, it, it didn't lay heavily enough into the escape room thing, and then to have something so focused on escape room puzzles at the very end felt kind of contrived. Like, oh yeah, that's the type of movie I'm watching right now. I forgot yeah. about <laughs> that. Like, There's like, ghosts and time skips and shit. But that okay (laughs) but anyways (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh and finally i went to the theaters and i saw free guy
0: oh yeah Uh, i haven't wanted to see that
2: yeah um in my opinion it's kind of mediocre it has some good bits in it and it's cliched to say especially i feel coming from me who can be a Unfortunately, can be a bit of a hypocrite about these things, but I do like Ryan Reynolds, and I like him in this movie too. It's just kind of the stuff that's happening around him is not as enjoyable to me.
0: Yeah, it does seem kind of like... There is, there, it, th- that does kind of seem to be his theme where at any given time in any of his movies, Ryan Reynolds is the most interesting person in the room. And yeah. the problem with that is that Ultimately, only uh, one person can only be so interesting at a time. and so ultimately the rest of the stuff just has to be kind of bland.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so. And it doesn't go too extreme on it. Again, no spoilers, especially since you want to see it and it's relatively new. but it's it, it's not as bad as Ready Player One, but it, it it's participating in this sort of death of culture thing that we've been experiencing where it just throws everything at you. Like there's not just a music drop for wrecking for Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. There's a scene based around it and there's, you know, here's the lightsaber and there's the Fortnite dancing, which, you know, like they, they did flossing in Sonic, which is a movie
0: that we enjoyed. But, and even then it was like, it was very brief. And it was just cause Sonic's a dweeb. It's like, okay, yeah, fuck it and fine.
2: His character's like a little kid, but in free God, I, free guy, I swear to you, I can think of, like, three scenes where people floss. Three!
1: Oh, no.
2: Three scenes!
0: Oh, no, it... Jake. Also,
2: if you want close-up dramatic acting on, like, real-world YouTube and Twitch streamers, uh, then you'll have a fun time.
0: Oh, no, Jacob. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just know Ninja is not in the movie as much as he could have been. Just close your eyes whenever he shows up.
1: Uh,
0: the fact that he's in it at all. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I'm, just gonna, I'm
0: just going to say it. I hope streaming, just as a general form, just. I hope. Let me rephrase. I hope video game streaming, as a general form, crashes and burns horribly. I hope the big name people involved with it so badly fall into obscurity that they get foreclosed on i truly <laughs> to my core despise it for what it's done to modern culture right. i was like i guess i i guess i'm done with that I'm i was like, fine. Well, with i like, watch
2: some video game streaming i like games done quick sometimes and
0: i'm fine with like <laughs> the ones who aren't like super intense about it i'm fine with the ones who are like okay we just do this kind of for fun and it's overall just kind of fun but the ones where like every it feels like every other day there's a new controversy about some yahoo with another name that i cannot even begin to take seriously it says something truly abhorrently racist or sexist or just immoral in general and i'm just like how many people watch these fuckers and i'll see it's like 5 million hits like every day or something it's like what how is it? i don't i don't know how it's possible for <laughs> Individuals like this to exist, and I have never ever heard of them outside of news headlines talking about how shitty they are. Well, like I've never (laughs) once heard any other human beings ever refer to them in a positive context, and yet they're this popular.
2: That's the beauty of streaming, though, is if one of them screams the n word, they can't edit it in post, they can try to scrub it, but that shit's live.
0: I mean, I guess, but the problem with that also comes (laughs) along with the fact that now it's just kind of normalized.
2: Like, I mean, yeah, that's that's fair. If if more people got fully shut down because of stuff like that, it'd be one thing, but mo- more often than not, it's it's just a hiccup in the road.
0: Like, when we all learned that fucking Tabuscus, fucking, there's a throwback, when we all figured out that apparently he was a douchebag who was addicted to drugs, it was actually kind of shocking, now I hear that every now and again about some streamer, it's like, yeah, that seems normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, what's the man? drama
2: going on today?
0: Oh, God, I feel... I, I sound so old.
2: In the beauty community. Oh, God. You gotta dip out. You gotta dip out like Ray William Johnson, or you gotta have your career in like the Epic Meal Times guy. You just gotta... Yeah. Get 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 away from that scene.
0: I mean, yeah. Like, there's a few of them I, I'm just like, yeah, that's fine that you do this shit, but the rest of them I'm just like, whoever this dream guy is I keep hearing about, like, this guy seems like a piece of shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: like, God above...
2: I've, I've avoided most of that, thankfully.
0: So I don't know if I'll see Free Guy anymore. <laughs> like, I might look it up when it comes out at home. I'm sure it, like it's probably like released at home already, like kind of thing that people are doing now. But I don't I don't know if I could do it. It just sounds like Deadpool, but with streamers. So
2: I mean, kind of. It's 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 I still like Ryan Reynolds, and I like him seeing him in this. But again, because of the writing of the movie, like even some of the shit that he has to say it's just garbage like within the first five minutes of the movie he says something about like a coffee being so good his tongue is like orgasming and I'm like come on it's uh, not dialogue
0: like but yeah like it works in Deadpool because Deadpool's like balls the wall all the time but like fucking and it's meant to be like a counter to like how serious the X-Men shit is but this is your own thing bro yeah. Like, even in video games, if I ever heard someone say that in a video game, I would find them and I would beat them to death. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you?
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the point. It's a video game. It, it, it's, it's...
0: No, I mean, no, I mean in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Fuck the video game. I'm I'm, I'm taking that shit IRL. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, that is that has brought me up from my coma that I've been playing that game on, and I'm just going to find them. <laughs>
2: What, you, like, have sonar hearing? Like, you heard them at the, the Kinko's down the street, and you're in your house? You're like, wait.
0: No, I just, like, I just go through, like, a bunch of, like, investigative things, and then I'd have, like, a Kaiser Soze moment and just, like, find out he's, like, the guy next door to me, and then just, like, go kick his ass. Oh, Okay. God, this is, where the hell are we right now?
2: (laughs) I don't know. uh, Tangent Town, pretty much. That's Free Guy, and that's the last thing that I (laughs) really have known. I mean, what else is there to say? I watched some other trivial stuff and TV shows. I played some Metroid (laughs) stuff in preparation for Metroid Dread. But nothing else that's really big.
0: Yeah, who gives a shit? We're all gonna die. (laughs) Fuck you, and fuck anything that you believe in. Except the things that I believe in.
2: (laughs) We have to agree, that's... The conversation we had earlier right
0: yeah god we man in this entire like fat t- past 10 minutes i think we've summed up modern american culture <laughs> i think so again it's death of culture everything Yay. has to
2: reference everything else we have to have cinematic universes of everything
0: Just... Which, like h- hell if, like talk about death of culture that could be a theme for when we get into the analysis later but i will get to that mm. anyway if that's mm, that's it you you go okay now you now you go well i've inadvertently um i've inadvertently just watched like a trio of like super depressing shit all in a row Uh (laughs) um so i i like i've been trying to go on go through netflix more and just in general um just to try to find more stuff and i saw the first one that came up which i knew was going to be depressing was road to perdition uh tom hanks like 19 like 30s movie yeah um which I kind of had high hopes for. I've heard, like, decent things about it. It's, like, definitely like, definitely, kind of interesting. I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> it was just kind of... It felt kind of pointless going throughout all of it. Because, like, the whole thing of it is, like, always trying to get his son to safety after, you know... Like, his son accidentally sees, like, a hit go down because he's, like, a mobster. And... They're running away and trying to get like safety and everything, but they all only end up kind of coming right back around. The main villain kind of gets shot off screen, and then the dad gets killed by this like other hitman guy that got hired who is also like a snuff photographer. It's really weird. Um, I, yeah, just by the end, it, I was just kind of like, what the fuck was the point? Also, like, you know, spoiler alert fucking uh, Tom Hanks' character gets killed. It's just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so wasn't a fan. Um, Was hoping to like it more But it's definitely one of those situations where I think Tom Hanks could do A more morally gray character It's just he doesn't in this one He ultimately just kind of seems like It just seems like a puppy dog Trying to play like a wolf <laughs> It's like <laughs> I know you're not a wolf but just fucking Just chill
2: <laughs> I'd say um, a lot of stuff I've seen him in Is like a puppy dog pretending to be A puppy dog and then a lot of stuff. A lot of more recent stuff is kind of that, but with wisdom thrown on it. Yeah. Like now, well, now he's an aged
0: hound, right? But he's still adorable, or- right? Or like Captain Phillips, which is kind of weird, or just kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like you know whatever. Um, that was the first one. Second one was um I finally got around to watching Pan's Labyrinth. Yay! Yeah. Um, I didn't like it so much. Yay! <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I was really kind of hoping... Not necessarily for more, but, like, I definitely get what you mean about like it. it felt... The magical elements felt very separate from the reality elements.
2: Not to mention, um, like... I- yeah, I'll let you talk more on it because I already had my day in the sun. It just felt like there. W- I I expected there to just be more of it in general too. Yeah,
0: like, like it like because of it, like both elements kind of felt very incomplete in the end. Um, and fucking, at a certain point, it really did just feel like you know those movies where it feels like oh they're trying to do this shit to like see what all like kind of like action slash gore stuff they can get away with. That's what it really felt like in this one where. There's just a lot of, like, like, there's a scene where, like, the main, like, rebel leader guy, you see, like, he needs to get his leg amputated, and you see, like, the first cut of the saw before it cuts away, and it's, like, really gross. Yeah. Um, We never see that character again. I tried looking it back. We do not see that leader character again. He was just there to show us that body horror. <laughs> and then, like, the other, like, there's a few other scenes, like, the main bad guy gets, like, his mouth kind of cut open, and you see kind of briefly him get hurt by it it's obviously again very like like horrible to watch but then he get like then you have to watch him stitch it up himself and then he bandages it over so you don't see it anymore so it's like what was the point <laughs> um it's just like oh we're showing that this main villain is like hard as nails and everything yeah we figured that out when he beat a man to death with a bottle jesus christ yeah um <laughs> and like all this other shit it did have a lot of really cool lines and i think the theming and everything was pretty good i'm still mixed about how like they kind of left the magical elements vague because like it felt kind of pointless in the end um but yeah it just at a certain point i was just kind of like god fucking let it stop (laughs) yeah it's just i wanted to enjoy it more than i did and like the practical effect elements were cool and everything but like for how much they've been hyped up over the years i was expecting more to be done with it like the hollow man like the, or, not Polo Man, the pale man that everyone... Like, the guy with the there, head, uh, eyes a, in his hands.
2: Yeah, there's a reason he is, like, the... He's the most remembered creature from that movie. I mean, that being said, there's, like, four creatures in the, right. whole, in the whole film.
0: And a few of them are straight-up just CGI. Exactly, so, like... And not even good CGI. <laughs> yeah. Um. But... But, yeah, like, I would have expected there was going to be more of that creature, but he was there for, like, maybe ten minutes and he barely did anything with it. He yeah, which is kind of the whole point. A... <laughs> right. Don't wake him up, you know? Right. I just expected it to be more of a thing. And I know there's a lot of metaphorical stuff with it, like, you know, the, the pale man who only desires that which he can grab and that sort of thing. Like, yeah, like, Guillermo del Toro is good at that shit, mm-hmm. but it still wasn't a lot. And also that little girl was stupid for pulling a grape. Like, what the? Really? Like, Mm -hmm. you could have just walked in, got the shit, and left. That
2: was the easiest thing in the world. (laughs) You had one job and you failed it. You got some friends killed.
0: You know, bad on you. Yeah. Yeah. So, mixed. I'll say mixed uh, one on that, leaning toward negative. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then I rounded it up with what I thought was just going to be a boxing movie, Million Dollar Baby. (laughs) Um, I didn't know what the hell Happened in that movie Well for those of you who don't I don't give a shit spoiler alert It's a terrible Sad story about this girl Who wants to like have a Shot at glory and have a cool moment In her life with a super Duper shitty hillbilly family And she ends up like Training to be a boxer under Clint Eastwood he has another name But I can't remember it something very Irish um, but it's, she trains under him, gets really, really good. And then in like a, her first title match gets knocked over and gets her neck broken. And then the rest <laughs> of the movie, like a full, like third of the movie is her living in a hospital bed, slowly dying essentially. And like losing her hope and like will to live. And just like eventually ending with the main character, with the main character, Clint Eastwood character, killing her with her life support machine so she doesn't have to suffer and that's it and it's trying to be like this whole thing of like oh that's like trying to be the story of hope no it fucking sucked <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I just i i can appreciate those kinds of movies of like oh it's moral it's like kind of morally gray this whole situation it's like oh it can be a crap situation like birdman did it and all these different kind of things did it where it was complex and everything this was just like one fuck you after another and i could not deal with it by the end <laughs> I was like, what was the <laughs> damn point? <laughs> I remember liking it well enough when I saw it,
2: but I do know for a fact that that movie is the reason for a while that I told people I didn't care for Hillary Swank, even though I think that's the only thing I had seen her in
0: up to that point. Yeah. Just God above. I just, by the end, I just, i I, yeah. And then, of course, I followed that up with the movies we were doing this week, which I was like, okay, so here's the tragic tale of someone slowly being ripped apart by their failures. Uh, let's let's do that, but in a more metaphorical sense this time around. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: God. Maybe we'll get some some cheerier stuff in before we hit October and do yeah. horror and month. To,
0: so. And to be fair, at least <laughs> half of these at least half of the movies that we did this week, I felt I felt real happy watching. Yeah. Because it was stupid. <laughs> uh. In case it weren't obvious, The Wicker Man.
1: I put my hand on her knee, and she says, Do you want to see? I put my hand on her breast, and she says, Do you want a kiss? Gently, 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 Johnny. Gently, Johnny, my Jingo. Gently, 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 Johnny. Gently, Johnny.
0: So we'll kick it off with the original 1973's *The Wicker Man*, directed by Robin Hardy and screenplay by Anthony Shaffer. Starting us off, Police Sergeant Neil Howie, played by Edward Edward Woodward, say that three times fast, journeys by seaplane to the a remote Hebridean yeah Hebridean island of Summerisle to investigate the disappearance of a young girl, Rowan Morrison, about whom he had received an anonymous letter about her disappearance. Howie, a devout, devout Christian, is disturbed to find that the islanders are paying homage to the pagan Celtic gods of their ancestors. They copulate, meaning fuck, openly out in the fields at night, include children as part of their May Day celebrations, teach children of the phallic association with the Maypole, and place toads in their mouths to cure, cure sore throats, among other things. The islanders, including Rowan's own mother, appear to be, uh, appear to be attempting to thwart his investigation by claiming that Rowan never existed. While staying at the Green Man Inn, Howie notices a series of photographs celebrating the annual harvest, featuring a young girl as the May Queen. The photograph for the most recent celebration is suspiciously missing, landlord saying that it's been broken. The landlord's beautiful daughter, Willow, played by uh, Britt Eklund, attempts to seduce Howie, but despite his inner turmoil, he eventually refuses. He enters the local school and inquires about Rowan among the students, but they all deny her existence. He checks with the school register and finds Rowan's name in it. He questions the school teacher, and she tells him about her burial plot out in the local churchyard. Now, former churchyard. After seeing Rowan's burial plot, he meets with the island's leader, Lord Summerisle, played by Christopher Lee, grandson of a Victorian agronomist, to obtain permission for an exhumation. Summerisle explains that his grandfather developed strains of fruit trees that would prosper in Scotland's climate, and encouraged the belief that, Old gods would use the new strains to bring prosperity to the island. Over the next several generations, the island's inhabitants fully embrace the pagan religion. Howie eventually finds the missing harvest photograph, showing Rowan Rowan standing among, among lots and lots of empty boxes. The harvest that year had failed. His research reveals that when there is a poor harvest, the islanders make a human sacrifice to ensure that the next harvest will still be bountiful. He comes to the conclusion that Rowan is alive and has been chosen for this sacrifice. Realizing he is out of his depth, Howie returns to his seaplane only to discover it's no longer functional, preventing him from leaving or calling for assistance. Later that day, during the May Day celebration, Howie knocks out and ties up the innkeeper so he can steal his costume and mask, that of Punch the Fool, an old pagan uh, pagan figure in those sorts of situations. He then infiltrates the parade as such. When it seems the villagers are about to sacrifice Rowan, he cuts her free and flees with her into, into a cave behind them. Exiting it, while when they exit they are intercepted by the islanders to whom rowan happily returns summer isle tells howie that rowan was never intended as the sacrifice howie himself is he fits the gods four requirements he came of his own free will he has the quote power of a king unquote by representing the law he is a virgin as he is abstinent and christian and he is a fool Defiant, Howie loudly warns Summer Isle and the islanders that the fruit tree strains are failing permanently, and that the villagers will turn on Summer Isle and sacrifice him next summer when the harvest fails again. Summer Isle summer angrily insists that the sacrifice of the willing, king-like virgin fool will be accepted, and that the next harvest will not fail. The villagers force Howie into it inside of a giant wickerman statue, along with other various animals, set it ablaze, and surround it, singing the Middle English folk song, Summer is in Cummin Inn which I'm sure I mispronounced that a bit because it's Middle English, but whatever. Inside the Wicker Man, a terrified Howie recites Psalm 23 and prays to God before cursing the islanders as he and the animals burn to death. The head of the Wicker Man collapses into flames, revealing the setting sun behind them. Now on to the 2006 one, directed by Neil Labute and screenplay also by such. I am going to just go ahead and say that there's enough different with this that I'm gonna have to give a few, like, heads up. It is otherwise basically the same, though. So, I'm gonna go and roll through the cast, uh, well, uh, I'll roll through the differences real quick. Um, basically, I mean, it's modern day, obviously, um, and it follows a, another guy named Edward Malice, uh, played by Nick Cage, obviously, and it has this whole thing where he appears to be seeing this vision of a girl that he failed to save at an accident, but it is also the girl that he's looking for. It's still Rowan. Um, and he actually knows the person who sends the letter regarding her disappearance. Um, Willow, who in the previous one was just the, you know, you know, slut lady, which like, you know, to each for their own. Um, but yeah, he actually knows her. She invites him to the Island in question, um she later on reveals that rowan is actually his daughter and there's a whole thing where the island is actually a meritocracy a a matriarchy where it's to say that women are the ones in charge and men are considered to be second-class citizens and they're not actually worshipping anything really specific it's just kind of vaguely goes on about like mother goddesses and like old ways and this sort of thing and it's basically like none of the cool literate like literate level like stuff that goes on in the original where there's like actual research and dedication to the accuracy of the situation and now it's just kind of like hey women be crazy right <laughs> um but that's about it i'm sure we'll touch on other ones but otherwise it's it's definitely fashions itself more directly as a horror um even in interviews uh, with Christopher Lee, I saw that um, he and the people making it didn't consider the original Wicker Man to be a horror. It was just kind of like a kind of like a religious thriller, um, and that should also be noted. The remake also pretty blatantly does not have the same religious connotations or rel- connotations. It does not have the religious angle. It just kind of drops. The main character, the main cop character, having any kind of religious affiliation, and just kind of makes him a bystander in this wacky world. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a bit weird, and the tone is completely different. So let's have fun. But <laughs> that, that about that about does it? And fun they had,
1: I'm yes.
0: sure. Probably, I have no idea. Oh, but fun I did not have. <laughs> It should be said, I'm going to be really biased in this before we go further in. I am super duper interested in, like, Celtic religion and Celtic traditions and everything. I mean, fuck's sake, my name's Stuart, for God's sake. Like, I descend to some degree from that sort of, that sort of, like, uh, faith, like, far enough back. But also, at the same time, the new one is so absurd that it's difficult for me not to laugh whenever I watch it, so.
2: (laughs) It's It's fair. That's fair. But, before I'm sure I give my initial thoughts, we should head into the full circle. Yay! Alright, so we have three this time around. The first one is, of course, the Christopher Lee, who played Lord Summerisle in 73's The Wicker Man. Uh, he was also dr wonka in 2005's charlie and the chocolate factory and he was oh. the voice of the jabberwocky in 2010's alice in wonderland oh
0: yeah wow i wow i, did, I, did, I, I didn't realize that <laughs> with the, i which i'm sure you mentioned at the full circle in charlie and the chocolate factory but still uh i hope i did <laughs> i mean it's been it's been a minute yeah
2: it's always possible for these things to slip through but uh yeah who knows? <laughs> oh, uh, besides that, we have Roy Boyd, who played Broom in 73's The Wicker Man, and he was a reporter in 76's The Omen. So, two sort of uh, horror thriller movies there. <clears throat> gotcha. And That's then. Something, at least. <laughs> the only one we have for 2006's Wicker Man is, of course, James Franco, who is. Oh, yeah. The bar patron. One of the bar patrons at the end. Uh, and he was Harry Osborne in 2002's Spider-Man.
0: Because I forgot that happened at the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, sh- that's what we got. <laughs> On that note, I should also go ahead and just run down the cast of the 2006 one real quick. Because there's enough oh, yeah, to that mention about good. it. <laughs> um, Nick okay. Cage, of course, plays the main character, Edward Malice. Eileen uh, Burstyn as Sister Summer Isle, leader of the cult and everything. Kate Bion, uh as Sister Willow Woodward. Um, which I found is a fun fact. Kate Behan, uh, Behan is a is a old like Anglicanized version of the old Celtic or old Gaelic word for beekeeper, so that fits. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to find uh, where is the girl Rowan. Okay, Erica Erica Shea Gare as Rowan Woodward. Yeah, because the rest of them they're pretty much interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, those are the those are the main players. <clears throat> oh god! This, this, I don't know why this one wasn't that hard, but it still killed my throat for some reason. So, <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you.
2: That first one was a bit of a doozy.
1: Oh,
2: mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I can take it, take off, and take it from here. Um, sure. Uh, so the first thing that I want to get out of the way is uh, at the end of the synopsis when you were running down, you know, your biases, and you know what, summing up essentially the 2006 version, you stole my bit. You stole the bit I had. Um just, just in that, you know, obviously with all of this sort of mythos and pagan religion thrown into the first one, it, it's sort of, you know, two religions embattled against each other, and that's kind of the core of the movie. Uh, mm. Whereas the new one is just, women suck. <laughs> women are evil and twisted, and they suck. Uh, and they... Use men and they torture them, perhaps? Not just Nick Cage? I don't know what they're doing to the other guys. Are they cutting their tongues out or what? But, I, think, yeah, um, I think
0: that was the implied thing.
2: Yeah, so uh, not good. Women are not good, according to <laughs> Mr. Labute's uh, film. But it, it's just it, just that in and of itself. I We're going to talk about it more. There's different things, you know, cast, soundtrack, this and that. But I yep. feel like the summation of it is right there. In that, while the plots are the same, just minor tweaks here and there completely changes the theming of the movie and makes it infinitely less
0: interesting to me. I because, would argue that I wouldn't. Some parts of it weren't necessarily minor tweaks.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, some parts weren't. I mean, and and that's that's weird too because some of these actors. Do a relatively good job, I guess. Like Ellen, Ellen Burstyn just feels detached, like she doesn't want to be
0: there, uh, yeah. which is understandable. Um, I mean that, and Miss, Miss I, I assume it's B-Han, Um Kate Bihan. Willow. I gotta say, before we go any further, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more. I have never once in my life seen someone so vacant whenever they're on screen, like <laughs> the dead every, stare, like my god like not even dead stare it's just like like you can like there are jokes people make about like you know oh this actor it's like it seems like just you look in their eyes and nothing's going on truly truly in this movie every time she had any kind of significant scene it was just like the lights are on and no one has been home for years
2: i actually (laughs) was thinking about that the scene where uh uh nick cage confronts her with the doll specifically, and he's like, how'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? And it cut to her, and she was just sort of staring, and she goes, I don't know. I All I could think is, like, if there was just a split second longer of just silence on her face staring at him, just with, like, static noises, as she attempts <laughs> to process what she's hearing.
0: <laughs> because like you just hear, like, the dial-up so she, sound. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just so...
0: Oh my god, it was just every single time. I just I had to keep myself from laughing. It was some part between laughing and like pure white rage where I'm like, "Do something."
2: <laughs> and that's that's something too is that the like you were saying it's so ridiculous there are laughable moments in the movie. Yeah. I I like Nick Cage and I even like some bad films that he's done like to a laughable degree. Yeah. I think that I I found everyone around him the ridiculous ridiculousness of those characters were so much more funny to me. I didn't find anything he was doing to be particularly funny except for him screaming about the how asking how the doll got burnt, and when they're yeah. in the class and he looks at all the girls, he goes, "You little liars." But besides yeah. that, it was just sort of like dull to me. His performance, anyways, was dull. Everyone else, like whether they were out of it, or vacant, or hammy, like I found everyone else to be a much more humorous type of bad
0: yeah, and I do have kind of, I did come to a conclusion in the last third of the movie when I was watching it, about, kind of about that, but I'll kind of get to that later on as we kind of go into just general, like performances, um so I don't, so we don't linger on here too long, but yeah, no, I fully, I fully get what you mean um And then like, and then like, and then just following that up with like how it seemed like engaged everyone was in the, in the original, like everyone was like in it, like in for the win with like, it really didn't seem like anyone was like poorly acting. There were weird moments, but it felt like, oh, this is just a difference in culture more than anything. Mm -hmm. Like the woman, like, like the woman in the graveyard, just holding an egg while she's like feeding her baby. Which like apparently I saw on the, <laughs> the trivia thing that that's actually a real world like a real Celtic um, practice to attempt to um, make so- oneself more fertile. To eat eggs in the graveyard. It's to hold like to hold like a fresh laid hen's egg while like feed like while breastfeeding a child like. Oh, okay. Makes, it, like it supposedly like invites the uh, invites the possibility of becoming pregnant more easily. Hmm. Okay. Which, there's a lot of that stuff in older Celtic stuff. A lot, like 90% of it had to do with fertility in some capacity. <laughs> I get it. It shi- I I see it. It
2: shines through. I imagine the entire Celtic religion is represented. I mean,
0: to a degree. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. the Irish. I mean, God, the Irish fucking, you know, like they joke about like, oh, Catholics reproduce like hell. Man, the Irish and the Scottish reproduce like hell. It doesn't need the Catholicism for it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. And why, just talking about like characters, what you said, and how invested everyone is, I totally felt that even like minor like the teacher i was into she felt into it um the the rowan's mother like that character she's not on screen a whole lot but she's got this cheery optimism but you but you know even before you know something's going on which it's hard going into a movie that's so widely known for you to know yeah. what know what's going on, but but you can kind of put that aside and look at the character and tell that the actress is hiding something, which is fun, you know, like behind that cheerful stare, what what lurks beyond. You know, right. I really like that mother character, and she was on the screen for like two minutes total, maybe. Uh, also putting frogs in people's mouth, fucking gross. What's yeah, the Celtic no, that, thing for
1: that?
0: For that, I I'm sure there was a reason for that. Um. Like, again, I, I a lot of this is going to be me gushing about, like, how much I like older, like, cultures and that sort of stuff and, like, how secretly brilliant a lot of them were, where they would just, like, accidentally find genuine cures to things that actually had, like, medicinal qualities and didn't necessarily know why. There may have been a reason for that. Maybe, like, toad's saliva or, like, mucus or something actually helped suit throats or something. It was probably deeply unpleasant, but it did something when you didn't have medicine back in the day. <laughs> Maybe, and uh, then the explanation for it obviously is
2: like, "Oh, now he's got your, now he's got your cough." And I couldn't tell if that was her being cheeky because there was a little kid there, or if that was like actually something that she believed.
0: Just because of the could, setup and either of them work, which is exactly yeah, great. Versus like you know, and the other one where a lot of shit just kind of goes complete. Like there's stuff that's like, "Oh, I don't understand." Versus what the fuck was that? yeah (laughs) what is happening yeah (laughs) and there was a certain point when I did just start rolling with it in the 06 one um, where it's just like okay we're going for a very different tone here it's just very clearly going to be about the fact that this cult is kind of correct like they actually have figured out some spiritual shit because they do make a point of mentioning I guess this part of the the discussion is just going to be mentioning the mechanics of both the cults compared Uh, and I won't say cult for the first one because it really is just like a different religion in a community but the second one is very much a cult Mm -hmm. um (laughs) which i know there's a a mountain of like debatable level stuff on that distinction but whatever uh we're not here for that um but i uh just lose your point oh yeah 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 sorry (laughs) i completely yeah i I found (laughs) it again sorry um but there's a very distinct difference and like you said, there are some subtle differences. This one kind of was one of them, but it ended up creating a very big difference between the two. Is that the first one definitely still felt like a normal religious community where things are just different. Strange by modern comparisons, but like, you know, I'm sure people can make like people like, oh, like they sacrifice people. One, well, they even established in it they've never had to do that before. And this is the first time they've ever considered and they had to go to such great lengths to make sure it would be possible and worthy to do. And like then obviously there's the argument that I was right back, it's like, Oh, this dude, this super Christian dude just came in here like a bat out of hell and started badmouthing these people despite how kind they were being and accepting their being of him and straight up like building his own little cross in their like cemetery and shit. Which like Yeah. Which Egg like, Mother kind of, was
2: like, What the fuck are you doing?
0: Yeah, which is basically, when you break it all down, there's a a summation of whenever, in all throughout history, when a Christian community, a Christian force meets a non-Christian force, it's come in, they're really welcoming, Christians really aren't, shit goes down. Um, Yeah, pretty, yeah. But, to to my actual point, it definitely gives the impression that, yeah, this is still a religious community, and it's still belief that's driving them. Whereas in the other one, they established that they've done this sacrifice thing multiple times, and it has apparently shown results, like, directly. Like, the original one, they've never had to do it, and it's left up in the air. Would this actually help them? Like, Summer Isle might still be doomed himself,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: their crops might actually be permanently failing, even, like, with the sacrifice. So they might just be wrong, and might be their faith might be completely for nothing. And that's meant to kind of be the moral quandary here. It's like, okay... Is this are these people truly wrong, or are they just misguided, or is it just as misguided as how he was coming in here like an asshole? Right. Um, but then they directly establish multiple cases where like the A, the main character is having like visions of Rowan, apparently. I don't know. Like they never establish, like he's having like some kind of psychotic break or something. I don't know why he keeps seeing shit. But that and like the Weird whispering in the background implies there's like something greater following him or like all these like weird disparate elements of like there's multiple cases of like twins and everything on the island of all women who are like some of them can like speak in sync and like maybe that's a tradition that they're building to like one subtle thing I liked, like that they had uh, the two girls in the schoolhouse who were twins and they were speaking together but they had to repeat what they said implying that oh they're still learning to speak in sync. So it's like mm-hmm. they had to repeat themselves. So they make sure, like, okay, you said the same thing? Okay, cool. We do it again. So that was, like, a bit of background stuff that I thought was interesting. It probably didn't deserve it, but still. I was going to say, um, I didn't
2: even... It was probably not worth it at all because I didn't even pick up on that. I I remember hearing the two lines and I was like, okay, that's weird. But then I moved past it. I didn't even think about it.
0: Yeah. So. Which, <laughs> And then even in that same thing, they're, like, they... They take the moment of, like, in the original where they talk about, oh, what's the maple represent? Oh, it's a phallic symbol. Whereas in this one, they just said, what do men represent? Just as they are just phallic symbols. It's like, all yeah. right. One was a cool cultural difference thing in talking about, like, the origins of fertility festivals. The other was just blatant, mis- like, like what's the opposite of misogyny? uh <laughs> Masogyny? I don't know. But the, the, the dislike... Mas- yeah. I, I have no
2: idea. But also, I mean, that's I, another thing, too, is, like... Because in the original, he's immediately aghast and, like, browbeating the teacher for teaching them this stuff. But in the remake, Nick Cage is watching this as well. And he hears that. He's like, penis, yeah. yeah. School has really changed. Like, he's into uh, yeah. it.
0: Well, because like, in this case, because it, it loses the emotional impact, like, the religious impact. Because, like, one dude's super devout. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's so weird for him. It would be weird if Nick Cage, if that was the only
2: instance in the movie where he was upset but even I guess not because this whole thing is about him trying to find this little girl. I don't know, you could spin it some way if you're gonna I don't know, if you're gonna try to change the themes to some degree, try I don't know, go all the way with it.
0: Yeah. But and I keep and I keep waffling with it, so I'm gonna get to the end of my point. But Okay, okay. In summation of all that stuff, like all these different like weird disparate elements, and then coming in conclusion to the fact that This is they have apparently done this whole sacrificial ritual of tricking someone, bringing them here, apparently having to get and Not only that, they just kind of get Howie in the original one just because they've done some research on him and they knew he would be a pretty decent mark. And they even have to test him throughout it. They have to, like, tempt him with uh, sexual offers and everything is like, is he truly pure? Will he stay a virgin? If not, then we've got the wrong guy. And this ritual cannot commence. Whereas in this other one? They straight up have to, like, plan this decades in advance where they have to send one of their women out, seduce a man, get pregnant with his kid, come back, like, run away back to the island, wait, like, ten years after the fact, and then write to the man saying, oh, our daughter is missing, but being as vague about it as possible, to set up this guy to even have a chance of this ritual going on and that they have apparently done this multiple times and that it's worked every time.
2: And here's the thing I'm confused about. So is the implication that they do this sacrifice every single year or is the implication that they only do it when they need to because the past crop failed? Because they make it sound... because they Same as the original Wicker Man, in the remake, they make it a point to say, yeah, last year's crop failed. That's a plot point. Which to me means, I guess that they send girls to the mainland to mate with guys every single year, and then only when a crop fails do they reel one of them. In, do they keep logs? Like, okay, I, you had the child in ten years, you know, no, or maybe I, ten years the crop fails. It's like, all right, pull out the pull out the book. Who, which of the men? that we marked can we pull in for this situation it's so needlessly complicated and all of that all of that confusion comes about just by the simple change of making it not a random guy
0: yeah and like it actually has some level of gravity when you find out oh they had marked him specifically because it's like oh maybe this isn't just some random guy maybe it's a guy that like they truly like he probably felt like a random guy in that situation but then he felt like oh i've been being watched for an extensive amount of time at least the last year just to get me figured out for this next celebration for the sacrifice that's powerful this other one it's like oh it was all somehow planned with like illuminati level precision like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's like and like while all these like women sleeper agents are out there about to make you know james franco and jason ritter out of fucking nowhere they're next to marks just just straight up with green goblin and dipper pines just showing up at the end there like what the hell and here's the most confusing part to
2: me so there's a difference between the theatrical and the unrated version the theatrical version does not have a lot of the torture scenes near the end before he gets burned But the theatrical version also introduces that six months later thing. In the original version, that's not even there. Which makes it even more confusing because then you don't have the knowledge that they're sending out girls constantly. So it's like, oh, so Nick Cage is... We just got lucky. We we just got really lucky with this one guy. Yeah. And, like, I think they do try to
0: imply that a bit better. Like, when they give the full, like, knowledge drop at the end, which, like incidentally was like somehow felt way less dramatic when they're just chilling there in the field and he's just losing his shit versus like them on a Scottish Highland cliff, like with Christopher Lee talking mm-hmm. about like the gravity of sacrifice and everything, which like talk about compelling scenes. Holy shit. Um, just like the whole summation of that with like all the people coming over the rise to see, like to observe him where you realize like, like when all shit has gone from, Oh, Oh, This is a story about getting a girl out safely. To, oh shit, this is a story about this guy being played the entire time by everybody. It's Mm -hmm. like, holy shit. Like, talk about role reversals. It was really cool. And, um, uh, whereas you actually, whereas, like, from the beginning in the 2006 one, you knew they were, like, all full of shit.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, and, the tension as well in the original is so much better and so much more palpable because they turn it into such a a, a more generic thriller in the 2006 version. Just think about when he puts on that Jester outfit. You had the name. I don't remember the name of the actual oh, figure. Uh, um, well, it's the, the figure is the fool, but its name is Punch. Punch. Okay, so yeah. When he puts on that outfit, it's not just, okay, he's disguised and then he goes there. There's various different steps with this. He has to blend in. Christopher Lee chastises him at one point because he's not dancing properly. There's the uh, fake gamble sort of game they play with the interlocking swords that you're tense about, and then he has to make an escape with this girl. Compare that to Nick Cage just punching people to get his way. Yeah. Uh, a, a Quentin Tarantino fight sequence that breaks out in the tavern you know yeah. and there's no tension when he's disguised as the bear. He just makes it to where his daughter is and then he punches another person in the face. Which and then he runs away. We,
0: which incidentally, if we got to talk about like other like unintentionally hilarious scenes. My god, just the image of Nicolas Cage in a bear suit casually jogging up a hill and then just fully right hooking this woman in the face. It was like, "Whoa." <laughs> it's like I just yeah. I first saw I had to rewatch it a few times. I was like, "This is fantastic." <laughs> I don't know why it just like, it just it hits so many like check boxes for me. I'm just like, I'm just like just straight just a sucker punching this person. And another, a bear costume.
2: <laughs> another question for you. I don't yeah. know if this is just Kate Bihan's acting or if they were trying to portray something, but when all of this is going on at the end with Nick Cage, when he first break, because he reveals himself to her in the bear outfit. So she knows that it's him. Yeah. Um. I mean, I assume that they all, to a degree, know that it's him because they're planning it, but, but for, for the viewer's sake, she is the only person that knows. Um, He's doing all this stuff, punching people, running away, being carried off to the Wicker Man eventually, you know, they break his legs off-screen unless you're watching the unrated cut, and they keep cutting back to uh uh. Willow, I'll, yeah, Kate Behan, they keep cutting back to her face, and... Either she, either she's just not a good actress, or she's trying. She's trying to convey pity. Does she feel bad for him? Because if that's the case, they don't put enough stock in that. I think. Um, yeah. And if she's not supposed to be feeling pity, then she, she's just doing the same thing she's doing throughout the rest of the movie, which is conveying confused emotions by just staring vacantly into space.
0: Yeah, I just. I don't, I truly don't, I cannot imagine it's more than just like what her acting was for this movie, honestly, because like everyone else kind of still had that same zonked out look as her to some degree, which like, I think was meant to kind of be the point, but it wasn't a good point. Um, (laughs) They're all drones, Stu, drones. Basically, which like, I thought there could have, to that end, like with that, which you bring up a good point. I thought they could have done some really cool stuff because like it became obvious pretty early on. Okay, the community is meant to be modeled after like an actual beehive. You know, male worker drones are kind of just this like background noise of doing things that to get things done with a single solitary female queen center that you know all the other rest of them kind of just emulate. Um, like all the other women emulate to a degree. Mm-hmm. And so like I thought that could have done something kind of cool with it, but in the end it really just seemed like man they have about as much personality as the fucking bees <laughs> yeah and they sure
2: do like their puns oh and get it all their names or plants which by yeah. the way by the way movie that's like okay that's a whatever joke or theme or whatever you want to call it to have all of the all of these residents of the island have like trees and flowers for their name it's, it's corny, but whatever. But then to have, like, Nick Cage call it out and make it abundantly obvious to the audience, which mostly, I would hope, already gets it, that's just lazy. You don't trust your audience. You have to have Nick Cage. So, I get it. Another plant. When the teacher introduces her name, it just shows a level of... And it's not even complicated. That's not, like, a hard thing to grasp. I picked up on it immediately.
0: Yeah, and like, like in it, that same uh, in that same vein, the original movie I even saw fact, a fact of it. About three quarters of all the characters named are plant based. Like they also are plant names. They just don't point it out because they don't assume the audience is stupid. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, I get, I get, I knew to a degree in the original Wicker Man. Primarily, you know, because her name was Rowan, you know, which right. is the biggest hint. You know, it, it, it's that that's just how it is i guess but it yeah. it they they really hammered that home with the new one and that's i feel like that's a lot of it
0: and i think and i and i had a different point i was try, I, I i thought i had it earlier but i think i kind of lost it at this point but th- there's a lot <laughs> of points that we had between these cuz like one is super complex and the other is super ridiculous and both have lots of talking points to that end so we picked some complex movies for this one in different respects, obviously. I was going to um, say, I, hmm. Like, comp- complex could mean a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but to that end, that does kind of go into the point I had earlier with, like, you talk, bringing up, like, how, you know, Nick Cage's character, like, brings up directly the fact that they're all, like, named after plants and everything. And I think that's a good as reason as any to kind of, like, go to the conclusion I came with the 2006 one in that, In the end, I think what they were kind of going for, and they even in interviews they even kind of bring this up, or at least Nick Cage does apparently, that this really is just meant to be the situation of a totally normal dude being thrown into this absolutely BS weird situation, and giving as much of a real reaction to all of it as possible. Because, like, so many of these moments where, like, he feels like in a lot of other movies similar to this. When characters are being presented with basically no direct facts and being given the runaround, none of them ever at any point just say, shut up and tell me what's happening. There are multiple occasions in this where Nick Cage's character does just that, where he's just straight up, what the fuck are you talking about? You're all crazy. Give me answers. Why is this burned? I'm losing it right now.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And it came to that crazy conclusion that I think was unintentionally kind of brilliant. In that this is a rare occasion where Nicolas Cage is the voice of reason in a movie. <laughs> and yeah. I kind of had to look back on the experience of watching it at that point and realizing, huh, that's different and unexpected. And I'm kind of a fan. <laughs> like, I actually like is like, they even kind of try to bring it up. I, they may have been like trying to cover their asses after the fact. But apparently a lot of them consider this the people who made this, I should say, the 2006 version, um, considered it meant to be kind of an, uh, an absurdist dark humor or black humor kind of thing, which oh, uh, yeah. doesn't come across <laughs> well, but there are enough moments of it where it's like, I could kind of see it. It didn't necessarily write it well to that end, but like with enough of it was just taken so seriously, but enough of it was also so vague and like, Mi- like miscellaneous like oh you know pagan traditions yada yada like oh mother goddess vague matriarchal character blah 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 Um that I could definitely kind of see it at a certain point and just as it got to the end where shit just kept getting crazier and crazier like the woman covered in bees and like and I know in the end like I didn't the version I saw was the theatrical version so I didn't see like the big meme one of like the not the bees scene of him getting a cage full of bees yeah. thrown onto him and like As it got to that point, just how absurd it all was, it was just difficult for me not to think like, oh, this is crazy and kind of funny. And just seeing Nicolas Cage as like a normal dude being thrown into this. Like if any of us were thrown into this exact situation, we'd be losing it. We'd be like, what is any of this? You're all all insane. How does any of this work? (laughs) And like, yeah, none of it would work. It's all bull. And so I kind of stopped taking it seriously at that point. And so I was like, okay, fine, let's go for it. (laughs) And I definitely appreciated the movie a lot more after that point. (laughs) I guess maybe
2: I was just too frustrated by that point. And I I feel if if they wanted to lean more into that, which you telling me that, I get it. I can see like two or three scenes where there's some humor that shines through. But I 100% think that's them covering their asses. I don't think... Because if they were intentionally going out of their way to do that, I think they did a shitty job. Um yeah, and I, either, I, well, I think they did a mostly shitty job regardless,
0: but It's it's uh, either a shitty thriller or it's mostly shitty humor.
2: <laughs> yeah. And also to that point, if uh because that is a good point and it is kind of absurdist in and of itself to have Nicolas Cage be the voice of reason in this community. Yeah, But if that's the case, I want them to lean more into that as well because there's A lot of those humor scenes that shine through aren't just him freaking out. Like, uh, the the how did it get burned scene, I do think is funny to me. Mm -hmm. And that is like a regular, like an earnest reaction from a normal person. But then a lot of the stuff, like the entire power move scene of him dressed up as the bear and him instigating the fight. Uh, not instigating the fight, uh, it it was that other lady. But he him participating in that weird like Kill Bill style fight in the in the bar and things like that. Like,
0: yeah, starts That's... to verge
2: more on like
0: he's I a superhero. Really... Yeah, I do realize that now. That they really there really was no point to that scene, was there? No, <laughs> not yeah, at all. Like, I completely <laughs> forgot about that scene when I got right down to it because you had mentioned it before, and I was like, Kill Bill fight scene? What? And then I was like, oh, yeah, like, with the in the bar. It's like... Yeah, and he, like, slams was... her against, against the photos. Yeah, I remember that now. Because I was like, what the fuck are they talking? Is he talking? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, that was pointless. And then, I, of course, that lady shows up later completely fine. Yeah. Okay. So like, all right. <laughs> I feel bad
2: because we're pretty much just talking about the Nick Cage one. But there's just so many thoughts I have on that. There's a few I have on the original just because... Overall, I liked it. You know, there aren't as many things for me to be like. What are what? Just because it's like I I like the music in it. Like it fooled because oh yeah, I'm a huge horror fan here. But big mistake on my part. This is the first time I've seen the original Wicker Man. You know, for a horror fan, that's very strange. But like the movie fooled me into thinking it was a musical because there's three really good songs within the first fifteen to twenty
0: minutes of the movie. I was like, oh, is the whole
2: movie gonna be like this? No, it won't. But that's okay,
0: <laughs> and like I've and I just again I have such a soft spot for that style of music and everything. Like the opening song and I, I literally had to find that on Spotify to listen to it again because it was just really good. Yeah, um, it's just this. it's this old like Celtic lament song. I think it's called Widow's Lament. Um, and it's just like it immediately sets the mood of the situation, and it's also very, apparently super like. I looked into a bit more into the re- in, for researching this one just because I was super interested just in the film itself, um, and that apparently as much as possible the music, the locales, the um, traditions, and everything that they portrayed were all accurate. Like they were like actually like old Celtic songs and old Celtic traditions and everything. And so every time they started playing stuff like that, I was like, yeah. This is how that shit went down. It probably wasn't in modern English, obviously, but yeah, well, like it was really cool. And it's like it's one of those things. I watch it. I'm like, I don't have as much of a tie to my like own roots as some people. And I, every time I get a chance to, I'm like, this is super duper cool, and I, I enjoy the hell out of it. Like literally, I was just humming that lament song for weeks afterwards. Well, not weeks right now, but like for a solid week. Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, it's just like. So good in every aspect of it, and it just didn't have any kind of cultural center at all. In the 06 one, like they try to make a point of it being like, Oh, my Celtic ancestors came here, and then like they up. But then, and the okay, I will say, like, there's a lot of moments in it where it's like it's stupid but funny for me, and then, then there's moments that it's just stupid. One of them, the big ones for me, was like the leader of the island, Sister Summer Isle. Um, Talks about her ancestors were old Celtic and eventually moved over to the Americas to avoid apparently feminine persecution, which like Uh wasn't a specific thing. Yeah, like, I guess that's yeah, a that's general having, thing you can say about it's a general most thing, yeah, obviously. cultures. But but the fact that they pointed out specifically, I'm like, all right, come on. But then following that up with, and then they just so happened to land in Salem. Whoa! They didn't <laughs> know they were welcome there. Which <laughs> like wacky witches. It's like if you even know a slight amount of the stuff with Salem, it wasn't about like actual witchcraft beliefs. It was just about rumor milling and that getting out of hand and how religious persecution's a bitch and it's just like that's not what salem was about it was about communities turning on each other over perceived slights it wasn't about them yeah. literally persecuting pagans like that's not what that was and then to say they're like so they're like oh so we had to leave and we eventually made it out here in the 1850s which i'm like what the what the heck man like is so dumb yeah <laughs> like, and I think that's that's probably dumber for me more than anything because again I just I know that kind of culture and I know that history of things to a degree I won't say I'm anywhere near an expert um, but just so much of it I was just like really movie you couldn't have thought of anything with a bit of complexity other than oh my family were descended of parallels to literal like witchcraft hunting like fucking yeah like and then inadvertently also basically stating oh my ancestors were witches if they're going with their own mythos.
2: <laughs> and not just to like, mention the fact that, like, it, it's just so... It, it, it doesn't feel like the Celtic is, is... Correct me if I'm wrong, because whether you're connected to your heritage enough or not, you know more about it than I do. It doesn't feel hmm. like there's any Celtic play, even slightly, in the new one. I feel like that's kind of a pointless statement.
0: There really isn't. Like, like the broader strokes of it, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's more closely emulating old Celtic pagan faith than really anything else. A lot of, but uh, however, a lot of cultures, especially European cultures had kind of those broader strokes of like central female goddess figure and like lots of, um, you know, natural deities kind of going along with things. But even in the movie, they didn't really point to any specifically. They just vaguely talk about a mother goddess. Uh It's like, that's kind of it, whereas, like, they talk about specific figures in the original, like, the god of the sea, god of the harvest, the god of the sun, which, like, again, they don't go into huge detail, but it's definitely accurate, at the very least. Th-
2: that's more detail than we're provided in the other,
0: like, it's just enough to be, like,
2: yeah, that's authentic, and it's not name-droppy, you know, because at the at that point, if they start name, literally naming every god and then listing what they're responsible for, it sounds like a synopsis drop, but
0: right and then you know, a lot of those cultures they didn't and like early on in those cultures they didn't have names for them they just were like the that like just literally worshiping a good harvest and literally worshiping the sun and the sea because they were entities that they could literally witness themselves and that's fair and then yeah and then they had to try to like bring parallels of it with the 61 that just didn't fit like there really was nothing about it that was like specifically Celtic. Like I think there's some centrality with the using of bees, like beekeeping as a thing, but like nothing to that big of an extent. Like widespread beekeeping wasn't really a thing for a long time. <laughs> like it <Yeah>. was difficult. <laughs> um. So it, I don't know. It was. I'm sure there might be more <sighs> than I give it credit for, but probably not by a lot. <laughs> and this is gonna sound like
2: a complete sidetrack, but it's also I mean, related like, to... The, what, I mean, like, what else do we do here? <laughs> it's also related to the 2006 version, and it, it's just... You looked at the trivia on IMDb, right? Or wherever? Uh, yeah. Because I did not look up really much of anything about this, aside from just initial stuff. Okay, this is the director, he's done other things like this, here are the actors, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But... Why... Is the 2006 Wicker Man dedicated to Johnny Ramone?
0: Oh, okay, that one, I, It's actually, dedicated to the guitarist for, gonna... for the
2: Ramones.
0: Why? Uh, just yeah, quick, oh yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> it is apparently because it like this is in the trivia. Uh, this is I'm just going to quote it directly. <clears throat> the film is dedicated to late musician Johnny Ramone, who introduced Nicolas Cage to Robin Hardy's original The Wicker Man. He introduced Nick Cage to the original movie. That's it. Okay. So, wait. So, was this movie, like, funded by Nick Cage? Was this Nick Cage's idea? I don't know. I have not... I didn't see (laughs) anything specifically about it. I... I... (sighs) Although, it is fantastic, because, like, there's a bunch of, like... A lot of, like, really cool, like, IMDb trivia facts for the original on there. Like, I'm going to try to look those up as well. Um, Just to kind of give a back and forth, because... There's one in particular on the 2006 one that I just find very appropriate, just for the the differences between them, so just bear with me for just a moment. Alright, and while you're looking
2: for that, the last thing on my mind right now about the 2006 one, maybe you have an explanation for it, but so, this is planned in advance. They all wrote a letter, however that works, and sent it to Nick Cage to get him to come to the island. Uh, he finds this man who will take him to the island for some money, and the man
0: does so. It is implied that they kill this man. Oh, it's not implied. They they straight up show his body at one point.
2: Oh, do they? I missed that.
0: I just yeah, remember no, it's the like, bag
2: play stuff. Okay. Yeah, well, they,
0: you find his. He's been like mutilated and stuff. He's like he's like on the beach, just kind of like vaguely hidden. It's a very brief scene. Oh, okay. I don't
2: remember that. Why do they kill him? I think it's just so they he doesn't have a way out. Like, I guess that seems... So are they constantly ha- like hiring new... I guess since he talks, he still has his tongue. He's from the mainland. It seems very confusing and contrived, I, yeah. that bit, especially since it's part of their plan. I get it if it's to prevent Nick Cage from going back. That makes at least a little bit of sense, but I I feel like there's other ways that they could have done that that are... yeah, no, it, it, Especially it, it since like- that's not mentioned outright, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they never truly bring it up Like, they kind of bring up at one point Right before he gets the bear costume It's like, oh, did you take care of that business in the harbor? Yes, I did And it's okay. like, that's kind of it And even still, like yeah, like you're saying It does open up a lot more holes than it fills If you, Yeah, <laughs> if you're re-
2: going into the Wicker Man Not knowing anything about the plot Or the quote-unquote twist at the end then it's like, oh, they're killing him because he's not supposed to take people to the island, especially men. But yep. then once you find out this is all planned, it's like, well, he was supposed to get there somehow. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? I don't know. Maybe they just, like,
0: <laughs> maybe they assumed, like, okay, maybe like, Nick Cage's character could get here in a n- number of ways. Maybe it won't just be the plane. And if it is the plane, we just got to, you know, take care of him or some shit. I don't know. Maybe.
2: Yeah, maybe.
0: Um, okay. <laughs> but I do have the IMDb uh, trivia comparisons now. Um,. With the 1973 one, uh, I'll just give the first two because I think they're really interesting. First of all, Christopher really Lee agreed n- to appear in the movie completely for free in order to meet the budget. Oh um, shit! Because he actually, this character was actually written specifically for him, and he was he still regards as like he still regarded it as like one of his crowning roles. Um, and then the one right after that. So there's a rowing boat early on that has like an evil eye on it. It's like, it, there's literally like an eye that is meant to be staring out. What's called the evil eye. Um, that takes him to and from the plane. They didn't build that for the movie. It was apparently just there in the village that they shot on. And they just were like, we got to use this. This is so perfect. Um, <laughs> okay. it's like, that's really cool. And they even, they even mentioned the boat actually survived until 2004 when it was destroyed in a storm. It's like, cool. They kept track of it all this time. Um, and then by comparison one of the the second of the trivia facts on the Wicker, wiki man, wicker man 2006 um, this was not screened for critics.
2: <laughs> well that's fair. <laughs> but- <laughs> and
0: like, yeah. And like and then the second point down on, like the third one right below it is Nicolas Cage objected to the criticism that the film was unintentionally funny, saying that that he and Neil LaBute, the director, knowingly made the picture as an absurdist black comedy and that it should have been seen and judged as such. It's like, I don't... I don't think it was. I, I, I Yeah, it was. I don't either. I think, I think, it, I think it becomes bullshit. better when it is judged like that, but it definitely wasn't made that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's... Just, those, that kind of just sums up your differences kind of right there. <laughs> um, Hart, apparently Hardy even had his name removed from the film credits of the new one because like, he did not want to be associated with it at all. <laughs> so it's... Uh, uh, again, I I can see why. Yeah. So it's just... It's a, it's a lot of differences and it's just like... I think even a point that Christopher Lee had made about it, the original was like, they going out when they were making it they wanted it to be a, a more literate kind of film like they were really tired of like a lot of the horror movies at the time just being based on horror like horror tropes like gore and like nudity and all that sort of stuff and obviously this one had it to a degree but they definitely wanted they even intentionally were like we want violence kept to like an absolute minimum and like that's you know they even specifically brought up the fact of oh then we found like this very <laughs> unexplored area of like the a concept of sacrifices and everything and like actual human sacrifices in re- in like real life. Um, and so it just created this really cool setting with it.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. I, I'm, I'm full on that. Um, ah, also as sort of a capper to this. Yep. Um, just because I was looking at my phone, like looking at things, Related to this, obviously, while you were going through the IMDb trivia to see if I could find anything. Um, And I found this article on cinemablend.com where they're talking about uh, Nick Cage's Ideal Wicker Man sequel. Uh Uh-huh. According to Cage... uh, I'll just read it verbatim. While the person posing the query suggested either Stanley Goodspeed from The Rock or Camden Pro from Con Air... Nick Cage said that Edward Malice is the role that he would like to return to, but in a very different way. I would like to hook up with one of the great Japanese filmmakers, like the master that made *Ringu*, and I would like to take the Wicker Man to Japan, except this time he's a ghost.
0: I, I don't think that one even deserves like a follow-up commentary on. That <laughs> is all it needs, I think. <laughs> that is wow. psychotic. That that sentence
2: I don't even know how that There are some
0: individuals That we run into every now and again Just as a society Not just you and me Just as a society That so perfectly skirt the line Between like brilliant and insane And I think Nick Cage could be bordering on it But he so often just veers off Just enough that I cannot think of him As anything other than insane I think if we un- I feel like he is living not necessarily on a higher mental plane than us but on a different one at least and that if we all were there with him we'd understand perfectly it'd be brilliant I'm sure or at the very least interesting but that sentence my god <laughs> I, I, don't I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm going to be able to lose that one for a long time Jake thank you <laughs> every everything that I hear come out of his
2: it it feels like it feels like Nick Cage is like a Gary Busey that you can have a full conversation with. Like, I don't know that I would want to, but if you did, at least the conversation you were you would be having, you could like follow. Yeah, it's still I, crazy, but you know, I I can like partake in it.
0: It, it feels <laughs> like yeah, it feels it feels like you know, if you kind of like let go of your higher mental states for a little bit, you could probably have. A few moments of genuine, like, enlightened conversation—not many, but some—and um, I think you would learn more about the world as a result. But I don't know how willing I'd be able to do it, and for how long. It's like, you know, how much do we want to? How much do we want to study the ruins of Chernobyl without becoming basically irradiated to our core?
2: <laughs> oh, I
0: wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no. That's kind of what it feels like. You know. <laughs> It's, man, I don't even know how to follow up on that. That is truly just, <laughs> it is what it is. I guess just like, I guess if you go, unless you've got other big opinions about either of the movies. No, I think,
2: it's, I think that's the cap. Yeah. I
0: don't think we can recover from that. And I, and it sucks because this time around, because like I wanted this one to be not as obvious. I truly do want to state that the remake was not the worst movie we've seen, at least that I have. We've seen some. Crap. Oh well,
2: n- not even the worst we've seen on this show, obviously. Yeah, but
0: it's like it's strange and it's stupid, and there's so many moments where I just like am begging people on screen to do something sensible, which very often Nick Clay, at least does himself. Um, which like every now and again, again, and I'll bring it just to that same point of like every now and again he just actually says what the hell is going on, as so many people would wish they could ask. How many movies do we have? with thrillers that had really, like, bad plots and everything, where so much of it could have just been solved by the main character just throwing a right hook. Because he does that twice, and that, like, gets a lot of problems solved immediately. (laughs) Unfortunately, they're designed to not be solvable in the first place. Exactly. But, like, at the very least, the audience feels, like, you know, feels some accomplishment. Yeah. And so, in that regard, there's a lot to like about this movie. It does a lot of, like, breaking of a lot of tropes with that sort of thing. It doesn't do enough with it though. <laughs> and it is in the end still just kind of dumb and honestly just kind of insulting to the memory of the original which is I'm just I'll say it. I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was incredibly cool. I thought there were so many cool parallels between like oh, this is was actually would be this is actually just a parallel of Christian society meeting pre-Christian society and how the two intermingled and how very often pre-Christian society was really nice, but in the end, kind of had to kill the Christian society, and therefore would in turn get wiped out themselves later on, but, you know, that's more implied than anything. Um, And it's just this cool big dichotomy in this whole, like, village that feels very real. It feels like an actual culture, an actual, like, sub-society that's just living how they will. They don't seem evil, they seem strange, but that's just because we live in a different world. And it's like, I mean, hell! I got to, by the end of this. I really was just kind of like, man, I'm a lot more pagan than I am Christian, and I'm like, and I'm not Christian. I'm baptized Christian, but like, to call myself Christian would be completely false. I'm just like, I'm, I don't practice anything. But by the end of it, I was like, man, I might be pagan. <laughs> it's like, like, and I hate that term just on its own because it's so general. But I see so many people modern day. It's like, oh, I'm a pagan. It means I like do a lot of weed and like I like to dance out in the woods naked. It's like, fucking, what are you talking? There's so many actual. <laughs> Belief systems that there are. I've met multiple people like that. I'm not even getting. It's it's weird, and like so much of it is really just like okay. So basically, you're just taking the aesthetic that you like of these things, and not actually going into the whole thing of like, oh yeah, they they actually swallowed like frogs and shit. People like they did weird shit, and you're not doing that. So shut the hell up. Yeah. (laughs) Like if if you're gonna have a faith based on nature, just have your own faith. Like you don't have to pick up on random bits and pieces. Just like do it yourself. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'll get off my soapbox. I could go on for hours. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but yeah, like by the end of it, I was like, yeah, like I can't necessarily agree with you know burning someone alive. But then again, Christianity ain't exactly free of that historically. <laughs> it's no, not free of bloodshed at all. And like you know, and how he was himself just being a dick. <laughs> like,
2: Few uh, religions are, and yeah, he was. It was he was
0: pretty intrusive, which was
2: the obviously that's the point, but
0: Right. And like there are so many moments where he even established like it, he established in the end he is a fool for having done all this. He had so many moments where he could have just turned around and said, No, I will not partake in this. It's something I truly do not understand and I could have just left before all this shit went down. But nope. You yep. you just kept pushing it and you got yourself burned for it. Literally. Yeah. It's, yep it's his own fault but uh yeah that's my opinion if I could not have said that in any more of a drawn out way <laughs> <laughs> and I mean I- more or less I'm on the same
2: page as you I I think the original is a masterpiece I'm upset with myself that it took me so long to actually getting around to seeing it but uh hey this, this, this podcast is not just uh for analysis and discussion between friends but it's also just an excuse to like
0: watch things that we haven't seen before. Oh, yeah. And so we probably never would have watched otherwise. Oh, yeah. There's I w- I numerous wouldn't... instances of that. <laughs> like, it took me forever to learn that The Wicker Man was a remake, and I had been wanting to do it for a while once I learned it, but I kept forgetting about it. And I wanted to wait until October, but then I kind of learned more and more. It's like, it's not really an explicit horror. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If anything, we're in the middle of springtime now. It's actually a pretty decent time for it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, but, uh, that, that being said, the only point Springtime, I will,
0: summertime, God, I'm, I'm out of my mind. <laughs> Look, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. I heard whatever. you and I
2: was like, yeah, yeah, it's spring. It's a really it's been hot a... spring.
0: It's yeah. I mean like spring and summer around these times just kind of feel the same. <laughs> yeah. God.
2: I think winter's the only season that really stands out anymore.
0: Pretty much. That's
2: <laughs> oh. worrying. But that tangent aside, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, um, The only point I do disagree with you on, which isn't too heavily, and we've already talked about it ad nauseum, but just like, I could not, I could not just roll with the, which is weird because I think that more often than not, I am the one that can just roll with it and just enjoy what is ostensibly a bad film. But for some reason, this one just really frustrated me and like made me not angry, but like upset and just... Oh, how Like, I checked the, the timer multiple... I checked the clock multiple times on this one. Just be like, oh, 30 minutes left? Are
0: you kidding me? It might very well just be the... Compa- because it's just comparing it with the original of it being just so damn good. <laughs> I mean, it could be. That's that's very...
2: It's plausible, and the, the time differences aren't even that big. There's, like, a 10-minute difference between the two movies.
0: Yeah, and that mostly can be attributed to credits.
2: Yeah, some of that is credits, yeah. Which goes for a lot of that, yeah. But um, but yeah, I like the original. I can't even say that I like the remake in in a bad, it's good, or like a jokey way. I just think it's bad. And I didn't yeah,
0: enjoy it. So. I, I, can dev- I can still see it. I can't disagree with that. I'm sure if I had less of a just a weird, campy fascination with Nick Cage, I'm sure I'd agree. But I just find the man so... I think the polite word is complex. Yeah. (laughs) I'll stick I'll stick with that. (laughs) It also just like as a final point, just like on the on the subject of credits, the final shot in the original, like holy crap. (laughs) Like like that was like the perfect send off where like, oh my god. (laughs) Like it's like they managed to get it. I think what they did was that they probably had like cables and stuff that brought the head down to make it seem like it was collapsing so they could get that shot. But still, like, having that and then just pull, pulling in with the sun in the background, I was like, holy crap! Yeah. It, beautiful.
2: Literally beautiful. You, No yeah. other words describe I mean, much.
0: That. I mean, much of the movie was. I mean, hell, there was an extended nude dancing scene where I was like, this isn't, doesn't feel erotic, it just feels fascinating to watch. Yeah, and that was one of the musical numbers, yeah. Yeah. It's just like a girl straight up dancing naked, which is like, alright, cool. Great. I, Nothing, Very nothing easy. else to say. <laughs> A great movie with fantastic TNA, <laughs> which is the most masculine thing I've said in probably months. Which I hate myself for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, but
2: I think those those were sort of our final thoughts. On the movie. Yeah. So, um, uh, what do you have any suggestions
0: to oh, go? Good forth? lord, I have no earthly idea on this one. I'll be real. I tried coming up with something, but like I don't. Really know if there's a parallel for the original at the very least, like mm. to this extent at least. I'm sure there's something, but like there's a lot of video nasties like back in the day, like in England, that did touch on religion, but a lot of it was very explicitly like, oh, like uh, Christianity is like is horrible, and, like oh, or but paganism's like this, like or like this whole thing of like demonizing like like the, these fake pagan cults or whatever, like preying on like Christian societies and whatever the hell, and mm-hmm. like. All of it was very much just shock value stuff. I guess the closest I can think is The Omen. But even that's like a stretch, I guess. If you're just like, mainly just like thriller slash horror centered on religion. And yeah. even that one saying it's centered on religion is kind of hard to say specifically. Because it's mainly just the <laughs> kind of the bastardization of like the, you know, Christian end times. Yeah. <laughs> or the Antichrist hey, rather. Good.
2: Hey, but decide for yourself. Go listen to our uh, episode on The Omen. Lots of talks about uh, David Warner in that. And uh, uh, the director, Richard Donner, who just passed away like a month ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, How timely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But beyond that, otherwise for like... I guess maybe if like we're talking like for the remake, if we're talking like maybe horror slash thriller with Nick Cage, there's Mandy, which was... -hmm. Like madcap fun for me. Like it was basically like, hey, what if you took the front, uh, like the front artwork of an of a heavy metal album and turned it into a movie? It's like okay, (laughs) screw it. (laughs) All right. And like and this had Nick Cage in it, going absolutely madcap on like, like tenth level narcotic drugs and shit and like all this crazy stuff. It's like okay, sure. I mean, it's like fuck it. I didn't expect it, but I'll take it. Yeah,
2: he he can
0: be fun. He can be a lot of fun. Like, yeah, it, it, we've established that, and like you know, I, I you know yeah I don't know what else to say. Like I love national <laughs> treasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few straight laced times he's he, I've seen him in ma- in major movies. He's gonna steal it. <laughs> I'm gonna steal the Wicker Man. <laughs> It's a plot to steal the liquor man just running out of the island with a, with a, the giant thing on his back i'm taking it to japan <laughs> and also i'm he's, dead he's, yeah, he steals it when he's a ghost he possesses it and he pilots it around like ghostbusters 2 with the statue of liberty oh my god this this godzilla sequel is really weird crushes
2: samurai yeah
0: Oh God! I want that in the next like big like oh, Kong, you know Kong versus the Wicker Man. <laughs> oh oh Jesus Christ! It's like a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, but that's that's all I can think of. Oh, you got anything? Um,
2: yeah. I mean, like there there's some other Nick Cage stuff, obviously. Uh, yeah. it's been a while, but Raising Arizona, I remember liking. Hey, maybe we'll cover that someday. Whenever we do our uh Cohen Brothers thing. But oh, yeah. you know. He's in that. Um but yeah, I guess sort of directly one of the more obvious ones would be Midsummer. I'm far from the first person oh, to yeah, duh, obviously bring that up. That's like that's like the most obvious one that you can probably make. I think it was so obvious I forgot about it. <laughs> I can totally see that. But yeah, I mean that that's good. So
0: Yeah. You know, that one's definitely more that. on the horror side.
2: Mm hmm. Uh but Another one, just of interesting note. I have not seen it, um, and from the synopsis I'm, I've read, it doesn't seem interesting for us enough for us to cover it. Uh, but Hardy did direct a sequel years and years later to The Wicker Man, called The Wicker Tree.
0: Oh, a yeah, spiritual
2: I... sequel, and Christopher Lee even shows up in it, uh, if only briefly. So
0: I'm, I'm just gonna say I was curious when I saw that. And I looked up the cameo scene and from the from the look of this one minute scene that I saw on there, like thirty seconds in, I was like, it's really shitty looking. <laughs> like So that's like my this- suggestion. Go watch the Wicker show. Yeah, now it's like I'm full just force like on it. was like camera quality and like acting quality and everything. It was just like what the fuck is it looked like they were sort of on a green screen at all times, but sort of not it was weird. <laughs> So oh. I don't know how to feel about it beyond those 30 seconds I've seen. But it might be great. Who knows?
2: I mean, maybe people seem to like it well enough from what I read. Um, but like I said, I read—I sort of read the sort of general synopsis of it. It's totally It was so long after the original, it's totally something we could do with. They remade it again on.
1: Oh, but yeah. just reading
2: it, I was like, I don't know. This doesn't seem interesting enough to me to warrant it really a, doesn't. a secondary episode. So, so I'm just going to drop it. Here in the suggestions instead.
0: Cool. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I can't, I can't find anything else to to drag on about. My God, like all right. talk about complex comparisons. My goodness. And here was me like just a couple episodes ago being like, man, I really wish we had you know a, like a deeper complex thing of comparison. And it was like, then this came along and the monkey's paw curled back another finger. Yeah. <laughs> So, a little dry. Christ. Yeah, uh, I think, I think so- that about sums us up. Not for me gushing about pagan religions. I'm gonna I'm gonna go find my local. I don't know. I guess it wouldn't be a church. <laughs> it's, like, it's. I don't know where these folks gather. <laughs> so yeah.
2: So I'll go through the socials real quick, and then the two of us are gonna go off to our respective places where we pray. I'm not sure where Stu's is. Mine is the Blimpies down the road.
0: Mine is probably going to be like. The kind of like unused parking lot behind like uh, like kind of like an auto body shop. Oh, okay. <laughs> like one where they normally keep like a bunch of like new cars and shit, or like cars they're working on, but it's like weirdly empty.
2: Yeah. Mine's beneath the escalator at the
0: rundown Sears. Mine's <laughs> mine's in the crawl space. Uh, the twist is is that I don't have a crawl space.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: If you, if you need me, I'll be sneaking into my downstairs neighbor's house. <laughs> this is my crawl space now, this entire this entire apartment. Yeah. I hope they didn't hear me down there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so oh.
2: Well, we want to hear you. So <laughs> brought it home. So go, yeah, so go ahead and obviously follow us on any of your favorite uh, podcasting platforms. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbay, Podomatic, iHeartRadio, all of those things. Uh, but we're hosted by the lovely folks at Anchor. Anchor's That's easy really to like use. It. It's great. This is not an ad. Um, and uh, go ahead and leave, you know, rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. We'd love to hear your thoughts on any of this. Uh, we have gotten a couple ratings. I think we're yeah. still at a perfect five. We've gotten no reviews. That's fine. Don't yeah, review fine. if you don't want to. But we get don't, we get in the ratings. Don't um, give your opinions. That's fine. <laughs> just leave five stars and, and go away. As people yeah. have been doing, I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take anonymous praise. I'm not above that. <laughs> yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, and go ahead and email us, it at gmail.com, if you have any suggestions or feedback or possible potential future episodes, which we have done in the past, we're, past, we're fairly flexible with our, uh,
0: schedules. Yeah. We, yeah. we don't tend to be committed to anything except around, like, you know, holiday times.
2: Mainly Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly Halloween. This year, I do have a Christmas one planned. Ooh! Uh, it's it's not a big tentpole one, it's fucking stupid. Ooh, yeah. But I do have it planned anyways. Uh, <laughs> And uh finally, go ahead and follow us at it remade on Twitter. they remade it at Instagram for uh, updates on when episodes go live, potential future episodes, full circle diagrams and uh, just posters and promo art posted of movies that we've suggested on the show uh, movies that we've been watching, games we've been playing, things like that. so all the good shit. yeah, all a bunch of fun. And that is it for socials.
0: You, you all know how to find us, and to track us down to bring us to your, you know, religious sacrifice ceremonies. Let me just say that I am not a fool, and I will totally be down with just hanging out on a Scottish island, just hanging out and doing, like, weird pagan shit. I have nothing better to do.
2: <laughs> if you fucking bring me to your island, I swear I will run into every single house. I will break your shit. I will open every closet door and fling children laughing to the ground. I... I will... Destroy your way of life until you find it necessary to remove me.
0: And that's and that's not like a Christian thing. That's just Jake in general. <laughs> <It's just
2: laughs> me being intrusive to your way of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times <laughs> it's just thrown mutual friends out the door. Yeah. It's like, no, wait, you left your coat.
2: <laughs> nope, get out. I'm locking the door.
0: <laughs> this is my apartment. <laughs> it's my it's... crawl
2: space now.
0: I've had to find so many new apartments. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I have uh, property I'm selling all across the United States.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Where Jeez. are we on this episode? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling lost and dizzy. Yeah. I, think, I think I'm about good to go here. Oh, Lord. As always, I'm your punch the fool, Stuart.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm wearing a bear suit.
0: <laughs> not even not even <laughs> a name, just just a bear suit. <laughs> you don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm in the bear suit. <laughs> yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. Tell me! I yes, I, I think it yeah. How
1: to get burned? How to get burned! I, I, How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know!